and welcome to another podcast. My name is Rebecca Corbett and I'm the Healthy Entrepreneur. I am your no BS business specialist. So this week I want to share with you what I learned from a resilient leadership course. So you would have seen on my socials this week that I was talking about an aha moment that I had during the course that I completed just recently. And I wanted to give you a little bit more insight into some of the other things and key takeaways that I learned so that I can pass that on to you. So firstly, I want to give a really huge thank you to the Bundaberg Regional Tourism Board who arranged the course here in Bundaberg. And I was fortunate enough to gain one of the scholarships that they had on offer to complete the course at no fee, which was a great start to my year. This began, the course began back um, in March. So uh, a little while ago now. So, and a bigger thank you to Lee and Robbie from the Institute for Tourism Leadership Australia, who facilitated this course. So we got one day into the four day schedule before the COVID-19 laws shut down the world. And we made the move to online sessions, which is always tricky to facilitate a larger group at the best of times. But Lee and Robbie did such an amazing job and um, what a time to be learning about resilience when we needed it the most. We had some great real life scenarios um, that we could go through and work through together as a group. So probably great timing really at the end of the day. So on first impressions, I wasn't really sure just how much that I would learn from the course. I've completed a lot of professional development in my time and there's just always some overlaps in that. But this course was a lot different than I had anticipated. A lot different. And so if you ever get the chance to do this course or any training with Lee and Robbie, absolutely jump at it because they were just amazing facilitators and they made all the difference for me. So the course itself was broken down into four sections. Um, build industry resilience, uh, resilient leader, resilient teams, and then open to a connected world. And so it was great timing that our first session um, was able to be done as a group and in person. We looked at the industry that we work in and our region and what resilience looks like here in our, in our Bundaberg region. During that session, we unpacked the six domains of resilience and I want to share with you a snapshot um, from our texts that we were given and what we learned from. So the first of the domains is the vision. So it's the most important of the domains. Vision is about your sense of purpose, your goals and your personal vision for yourself. The reason this is the most important domain is that all the other domains are guided by what it is that you want to achieve. Having clarity in this domain allows you to be decisive when facing tough choices and to maintain perspective when facing challenges. So whether your goals relate to family, work or a side project, what's important is being specific and clear. The second domain is your composure. It's all about regulating emotions. The fight or flight response of the brain loves to flare up when facing conflict or hearing about a sudden change at work. But being able to overcome the instinctive emotional response and maintain your composure often means being able to recognize hidden opportunities and solve problems in novel ways. And this is because becoming emotional prevents you from properly accessing your ability to think critically. 
The third is the reasoning. Creativity and innovative problem solving is incredibly useful when facing challenges along the way. That is what um, the reasoning domain is all about. This domain needs composure for you to keep your cool as well as vision so you know what goals to direct your actions toward. The fourth domain is tenacity. Persistence is key. Einstein pointed out the importance of persistence for success when he said that it's not that I'm so smart, it's just that I stay with problems longer. In a globalized world, success is no longer a given and we need to be willing to work hard and smart to stay with a problem if we hope to achieve something, especially if you want to achieve something that no one else has. The fifth domain is collaboration. Now, we are social beings. The brain has a deep fundamental need for connection with others to be able to thrive, which is probably evident through stocks of Zoom soaring at this time and the take up of using Zoom soaring. We need that connection. The brain has dedicated neural structures to recognize facial expressions, while mirror neurons fire when the brain, within the brain to help us empathize with others. We are, after all, in this together, and so what we do and focus on is not just for us, but to help our communities together and involve our world. This connection is what the collaboration domain is all about. And finally, the last domain is health. It's the foundational domain. Good health means looking after your body through what you eat, doing exercise, getting quality sleep. A healthy body provides a strong foundation for your own resilience so that you can focus on your sense of purpose and goals. Good health is not the ultimate goal itself, but instead is an enabler to achieve your larger personal vision. Now, the resilient leader and the resilient team's topics um, during this course is where I gained the most growth personally. So I'm a bit of a psychology nerd um, and I was absolutely in my element during these um, topics in the course. We really deep dived into ourselves and what makes us tick as an individual. Overall, we completed a number of different testing, including our social styles that I've been talking about um, this week on the feed. We did a comprehensive DISC profile assessment. Um, we did an emotional intelligence assessment and we also did a personal resilience map and a growth plan from that. But here are my key thoughts that I took away from all of the learning that we had. In order to lead effectively, we need to know ourselves really well. What's our base personality and how do we react to things under stress and why? I watched this video once about um, our brains and I want you to imagine in our brain like a little toggle or a switch inside of our brain and when the toggle is down we react with logic, sound thinking, reasonable thoughts but when that toggle is flicked up we are in our emotional and irrational state. It's really hard to cut through the noise once you're triggered and that, triggered and that toggle is facing up. So to be an effective, resilient leader, we need to practice keeping that toggle in check and down and knowing what things or behaviors um, trigger us and how to calm ourselves once we're triggered. Grounding ourselves and reacting in a calm and thoughtful manner in front of our team just has an, a complete flow on effect. 
it's really easy to buy into panic and negativity in a teen. Um, so think about letting loose a mouse in a kindy classroom. Some of those kids will react in fear and others may never have even seen a real mouse in their lives. If the teacher screams and jumps on a table, the children will follow. But if the teacher remains calm and deals with the situation, the students will remain calm also. Learning about ourselves and keeping ourselves in check is super important. But equally as important is empowering our team members with the same knowledge about themselves. It's something that I do with my clients that have team members um, a lot when we're looking at their strategic planning and that's profiling your team members and then learning how you all re relate to each other in your different styles and personalities. So if you have two team members with conflicting personalities or styles, you may find that you have issues in your team's cohesiveness. The exercise in learning how you all react and respond to each other is not one to change people in the way that they behave, but it's an exercise to make them aware and have more compassion for each other rather than reacting with emotions. And you want different personalities and styles within a team. If you had all of one personality and style in a team, you wouldn't get anywhere and you'd probably have more infighting than when you have conflicting styles. So I want to give you a story. I used to work in hospitality and it's a pretty fast paced environment. And for those two and a half hours that you are in service, you are absolutely run off your feet. And I was given um, shift manager roles a lot when I was still quite young. And I noticed that I seemed to have a problem with the new juniors thinking that I was just a little bit of a bitch. And I didn't have the same problem with those who were older than me or that had been in the industry for a while. And I realized that it had been, it had become normal during service to give orders rather than asking politely when something was needed. There really wasn't time for pleasantries. And after service, the team would always have a drink during a break together before cleaning up. And it was only during that break that I realized that someone even had a problem with me. And I worked out very quickly that I needed to have a chat with my new recruits on their first shift before service started. I explained to them that they may feel like myself and the other staff are barking orders at them um, without a please or a thank you, but that there's no malice behind it. It wasn't personal and it wasn't because they were the new person. I also made extra effort to personally thank them during our break immediately after the service and compliment them on something that they did really well. And this kept everyone happy. It's the same with your team. When you're aware of each other's styles and how it comes across to you or how you come across to them, it's much easier to acknowledge that logically and prevent that toggle from being triggered and reacting emotionally. As a leader, our role isn't to lead from the front pulling everyone along and delegating tasks. Our role is to keep ourselves in check, notice when our team might be struggling, and keep everyone's toggles in check. We lead by example, like the teacher with the mouse in the classroom who remains calm and, teal and deals with the situation. It's okay to be freaking out on the inside, especially during times of great upset with what we've seen recently. And it's okay, it's okay to convey those emotions and sadness uh, to your team. And in fact, that shows empathy and creates a connection. But putting that leader hat back on 
and encouraging the team and setting a good example, that is where the magic is. Thank you for joining me on this week's podcast. If you would like to request a topic to be featured on the podcast, you can find me on Instagram or Facebook at The Healthy Entrepreneur Official. That's it for this week. Take care.